With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, we're just seven days out from Super Bowl LVII. 57 for those who aren't as uh, good at the Roman numerals as they should be, like me. And I am doing this interview with a large level of jealousy. But one man who will be on the call for us on the ground with SEN next week in seven days is Ben Graham. And he joins us now. Benny you're going back to the Super Bowl and you're going back to Arizona. It must be getting exciting. Oh, it certainly is, Josh. I mean, last week's trip to last year's trip to LA was something special on the back of COVID. But to return with Jared and Larry Fitzgerald Senior to call the game in Phoenix, I know the city is pumping to have the Super Bowl back and they're reliving some you know, some past experiences from Super Bowl forty three. But Super Bowl 57 now, 14 years later, it's just going to be great to head back over there, not only to experience the game and everything that comes with, but the week leading up. You're getting over there nice and early, I'd imagine. Uh, when does the uh, when, when are your wheels up on the uh, big jumbo jet? When do you head across? Well, head off tomorrow and then uh, got a fairly jam-packed week with a bunch of stuff through SEN with Jared, I believe, on Thursday morning Melbourne time. And then, you know, we've got the NFL armchair experts on 7 May. We've got a lot of covering to do there. Plus the NFL and NFL PA. Uh, there's a lot of events and, and things to tick off, including the Phoenix Open. Yes. Got a uh, spot there on the 16th hole on the Saturday. But, no, we're there for the big day and, and the Super Bowl. And, look, I think we're going to have a fantastic game. And you can't ask any more than to have the two best teams appearing. Obviously, the Eagles and the Chiefs, number one seed in their respective conferences. So, lot to look forward to. The Eagles have been a really well-balanced team all year. And we know Patrick Mahomes is such a special talent. His injury is a little bit of a concern, but you can never write them off. They go back to the Super Bowl. This will be their third Super Bowl in four years. It's a great achievement. They're in the window, but it remains to be seen if they can get the job done. I think most of us, particularly here in Australia nowadays, know what a Super Bowl means and just how big it is. But it, it is just for those of us who have uh, have never been to a Super Bowl, the whole event, you talk about you know, the big golf tournament. Each city's got their own unique aspects to the Super Bowl. It'll be nice weather in Phoenix. Just tell us how big, how massive uh, is the week when it's Super Bowl week in a certain city? Well, the... It was interesting last year in LA. There were moments when you thought, "What? Well, this is the greatest city in the world to host a Super Bowl. And then other moments, you wouldn't have even known it was going on. <laughs> That's just the size of LA. But a city like Phoenix, they embrace it. Uh, I, we've got friends over there that you can just tell the way that they've set up the city with the convention centre and all the events around Chandler and Scottsdale and Glendale, where the stadium is. They really do get around it and it's no wonder you need the two weeks leading into a Super Bowl because the teams prepare in their home facilities for the first week they'll arrive in Phoenix today 
amongst all the distractions and the media day and all everything else that goes on while they're trying to prepare for the game itself. But oh, there's there's no doubt. I can't wait when I land tomorrow uh, that it's going to feel like, yes, I'm back in Phoenix, but yes, we're in a Super Bowl city because they certainly do it well. And I'm oh, looking forward to it, mate. I know you're a little bit jealous, but it's uh, maybe next year you'll jump on the bird. Yeah, no, it sounds very sincere. Uh, Vegas next year, though, I think many people will be keen to get to Vegas for its uh, first Super Bowl. Now, you mentioned you're on the call with Jared Whiteley, our very own, and Larry Fitzgerald Sr. You guys have done a few Super Bowls together now. Yeah, well, this will be the second one. Last year in LA, I had the privilege of calling it for the first time. Uh, Jared does such a fantastic job, and Larry Fitzgerald Sr. is such a humble but experienced and knowledgeable NFL talent. And I feel like it we worked well together because different to your ESPN and your Fox and your CBSs and Kevin Harland on Westwood One mm. is that we're bringing the game to an Australian audience. So we can't just assume that they know everything about the game. So there's certain level of explanation and understanding to talk to the people so they don't just hear it and want to turn off. I mean, my uh, MO throughout a season is to get people interested and to understand the game so when it does come to the Super Bowl, which they might be watching anyway, like who knows, they'll take the Monday off, they'll watch the halftime show, they'll, 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 it'll be the talk of the town. So people will want to get their eyes on it. I'd like to think that people through fantasy, football, and they'll start to engage in it earlier so they'll really know, you know, in two, three, four years' time, when they're listening to the call, they really, truly understand the game and appreciate what a great game it is. Now, there's a potentially a very strong Australian flavour and presence on the Philadelphia Eagles. Jordan Maylata speaks for himself. The former rugby league uh, player who transitioned across is one of the most dominant offensive linemen uh, in the game, and he plays on a very, very dominant offensive line. So he's there, of course. But Aaron Sipos, a former St Kilda player who was punting all year for the Eagles, suffered that injury do we know where things stand? I saw some some commentary that from Sipos himself. He said, look, I'm preparing to play. I'm ready to play. But ultimately, the, the decision's out of his hands. Do we have any inkling as to whether Aaron Sipos will, will be uh, suiting up or not? Well, I'm so glad that he's done a little bit of media because then it saves me from talking out of school. I had some correspondence with Aaron uh, late last week, and he's ready to go. It is now down to the Philadelphia Eagles to make that decision. And Brett Kern, who's replaced him since the injury on December the 11th, he's been okay, but last week in the NFC Championship game, he had a horrible game. So I'm sure this will be a talking point uh, for the front office at the Eagles. And I really do hope that he does play. He contributed so well in the first half of the season. He didn't have to have surgery on the torn deltoid ligament and the high ankle sprain but he's been practicing he's been at the games as a he's off the IR designation now so he's able to be picked now we might not find that out until game day which is a which is a bit of a pity for his family and his brother and everyone coming over everyone's got their fingers crossed for him and you know of course Jordan Malata is a lay down Mazzea to start he's had a, a phenomenal Phenomenal season. A bit stiff not to make the Pro Bowl, mm. actually. But 
it's just great to see a couple of Aussies back in the Super Bowl. Uh, will we see an Aussie or two become the first Aussies to win the Super Bowl? But it'll be great to catch up with them during the week and for the Eagles' sake and their sake and the Eagles fans' sake, hopefully they can pull it off. Indeed, indeed. They're uh, following in your very good footsteps as uh, Australians to participate in a Super Bowl. Uh, your your lead dog, the lead commentator, Jared Whiteley, I imagine he's unable to do his show here, so hence why I'm filling in. I imagine he's at home absolutely studying up. You wouldn't want to get in his road whilst he's studying. <laughs> no, no, I learned a lot last year from Jared. He's actually on the flight now, so he will be doing the show from Phoenix over the next few days. But no, he's a master, Jared is, and... You know, he's pointed me in the right direction. We want to continue to grow this and get better and better so we can inform and and entertain the radio listeners that do listen to the game. But he, uh, after last year's Super Bowl, he admitted that it was the greatest sporting event he'd had the privilege of calling, given it was in LA, it was Mm. after COVID, it was in that stadium, it was between these two teams, including the home team in the Rams. Such a close game, come down to the final minute. So we're looking forward to it again. Obviously, lucky enough to be involved in the coverage all season with Jordan Canales and Jackson Franz from time to time. But to call a game with Jared and Larry Fitzgerald Sr., who we have synergy with not only from last year's game, but also played with Larry Fitzgerald Jr. in Super Bowl 43. So it's it's uh, come full circle, but... Uh, looking forward to it and hope the listeners agree. Uh, the game itself, Benny, what what do you think will happen now? We've seen the narrative will likely be, you know, the, the, the all-conquering Eagles with their stacked roster from top to bottom. Jalen Hurts is the underdog story. He was benched in college. He went and played at Oklahoma, became a Heisman finalist. He burst into the NFL. He still talks about those within the Eagles uh, organization who didn't think he'd make it. And now he is, if not the MVP, the MVP might be on the other team. If he's not the MVP, he's second in line. And then you've got Patrick Mahomes, who people are saying, look, Tom Brady's got all the rings, but this is the greatest quarterback we may have ever seen. So how do you see this game unfolding? Well, there are many storylines, including this is the first Super Bowl between two African-American quarterbacks, which is history Right there, Jalen Hurts comes in with a massive chip on his shoulder because even the Eagles fans wrote him off. If you go back to the 2020 draft where he's picked 53rd overall, the Eagles fans were pulling their hair out thinking it was a bad choice, but the Eagles fans generally do disagree with every choice that they make. But with the Eagles, they've been built through the draft. For the majority of their starters, are they've come through the draft, only A.J. Brown from the Titans from a free agency perspective, whereas the Chiefs, except for Mahomes, Pacheco, Travis Kelsey, majority of their team has been built through free agency and the trade period. So differently to built teams, you talk about Patrick Mahomes and he is the only quarterback that will ever get into the stratosphere of Tom Brady. He's been in the window. He's won a Super Bowl already. He's been to another one. He's got the experience. But he is an absolute superstar. And just on Tom Brady and his retirement, like when you think of that, we understand he's standing in the game. He has won more Super Bowl rings than any other franchise. 
won 35 playoff games, and the next best is Joe Montana with 16. Like, so that's rarefied air. So to talk about can Patrick Mahomes get there, I don't think he ever will. But when you talk about a generational talent, that's what Patrick Mahomes is. That's looking forward to watching him play up close and personal, but he certainly is the key to the Chiefs if they are to win. And it's also the Andy Reid Bowl because Andy Reid uh, took the Eagles very, very close to the promised land on many occasions. They ran him out of town, and you now he could be coming back to uh, to steal a uh, steal a Super Bowl from them. So he'll be a massive part of the storyline as well, even though uh, the way he goes about business, he won't want to be. No, well, he's very understated. So, yes, he will deflect all that attention to everybody else. But, I mean, that is one of the storylines, as is first time we've got two brothers playing in the mm. Super Bowl against each other. Travis Kelsey, tight end for the Chiefs, and Jason Kelsey, the centre for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, but the, the history's great when it comes to the coaching, but people do move teams quite a lot. But it was the way he left the Eagles There'd be that little extra motivation despite him not showing it. But he knows he's got the talent on his roster to get the job done. But even Nick Sirianni, his second um, playoff, well, third playoff appearance, but second year in a row that they've made the playoffs. So he's done a good job also turning the Eagles franchise around. You remember last year, the NFC East was the worst division in football. They had three football teams in the divisional round two weeks ago so but now great great job on both sides for the Chiefs and the Eagles to get them where they are today. Uh, it's been a huge turnaround uh, on Tom Brady were you surprised that he uh, he did hang him up and of course had the the, the shortened uh, retirement this time last year he comes back and now he uh, he certainly uh, goes out for good now and also a quick uh, opinion on where you think Aaron Rodgers might end up. Well, okay, Tom Brady, yes. Well, I've been wrong about Tom Brady every step of the way since <laughs> I thought he should have retired a Patriot. But <laughs> he goes on and gets that Super Bowl from the Bucks. Uh, he did retire only to come back for another season. And then all the drama this year with the family situation, um, everything pointed to him playing on. So whether there isn't a spot for him at the age of 46 or a team really wants him, whether that Fox deal, sweetheart deal from, from mm. Fox to call games is is what he's going to do. But who knows, Josh? I, you'd probably think that he'll take a year off and just relax <laughs> and a well-earned break, I'd say. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I believe him. I think some people are, you know, not quite uh, in tune with, they just think that it's another media stunt. But I'd I do I do believe that he will retire, but he'll have a great career in the media. He'll certainly have a wealthy one. Uh, and halftime entertainment is always uh, important. And you know, my wife, like many others, only tunes in for the halftime uh, concert. Rihanna's uh, heading uh, things this year. So you've been lucky to see at your Super Bowls. You see great football, but you see great performances. So I'd imagine uh, there's a lot in store there. You'd be looking forward to that, Ben. Yeah, she's a star. Yeah, I was very lucky to play when Bruce Springsteen was halftime entertainment. And then last year, Eminem and Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and 50 Cent and Mary J. Blige all strutted their stuff on the stage. Who knows who else will support Rihanna? But no, she's a 
she's a superstar. She'll uh, she'll do a great job, I'm sure of that. It's, you're right. A lot of people do watch the Super Bowl for the halftime entertainment and the commercials, <laughs> and you know. But that's uh, that's a that's a big gig. There's billions of people around the world watching it, and I'm sure she'll knock it out of the park. Yeah, I think we're up to about seven million for thirty seconds uh, for a uh, commercial. Uh, during the Super Bowl. So uh, hopefully you can find that to promote armchair experts, Benny. Uh, you've got a bit of packing to do, so we'll let you go. But And I won't hold you to this. There's still a fair bit that can play out. But if you had to, if you had to put your name to a tip right here, right now, seven days out from Super Bowl 57, where would you land? Right, well, from the beginning of the season, I thought the, AF- the AFC would be the winning team in the Super Bowl. The fact that the Chiefs have come this far, halfway through the season, I thought the Chiefs were going to make the Super Bowl and go in as favourites. But the way the Eagles have built this football team, they've been the most adaptable football team throughout the season. And I know that the Eagles are starting favourites right now. But I've been with the Chiefs. I'm on the Chiefs. I love Patrick Mahomes. The closer it gets, though, and the more research I do into certain matchups. It's 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 hard. <laughs> you look at the Eagles and you think, how can they not win mm. with their running game and Jalen Hurts and their offensive line, their defensive line? And but then you just I just keep coming back to Patrick Mahomes and his ability. Last week, his first nine completed passes went to six different receivers. Very difficult to stop for any secondary. I love Travis Kelsey. Oh, I'm still on the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a close game. It won't be as high scoring potentially, as some people would want, but I'm thinking about a 27-24 Chiefs win. I like it. Ben Graham, uh, you go and pack those bags. We'll hear from you, Jared Whateley and Larry Fitzgerald Sr., uh, live on the ground in Phoenix throughout the week, but also uh, this time next week on Monday when Super Bowl 57 explodes into action. Benny, go and pack those bags and jump on that plane. (laughs) Thanks, Josh. Enjoy.